say it with conviction. This is God's word. Not Pastor Evans' word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you for your word. We declare that everything that is said will not fall to the ground, but will fall on good ground so that, Father, our lives can be changed and we can live kingdom lives in front of the world so that they can say, who is your God? And so as I step back, I thank you for the anointing of God, feeding every person in this room in a spiritual way that their lives can be changed. And I declare for signs, miracles, and wonders to follow our lives in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Well, happy new year to everybody. Thank you. And what's exciting to me about a new year is the opportunity that we have to believe bigger, to expect more, to achieve things that were once before just desires, and to have a better life. Can you say amen to that? And every year as a church, we target our faith to move in a direction that is prophetically inspired. And so we believe this year at Word of Truth Family Church is going to be a year of expansion. Everybody say a year year. of expansion. In other words, God wants to expand. He wants to grow. He wants to enlarge our lives, our family, our ministry, our businesses, And this series, the first one that I'm teaching here, is called Faith to Expand. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write down Faith to Expand. And let me say this to you. This is some fresh revelation that you probably will have never heard. I'm going to feed you some good steak, filet mignon. I mean, it's it's not going to have all that fat on it. It's going to be pure meat. Amen. Sometimes we come in and we hear all that fat. I don't want to hear no fat. I want some meat. I want something that can change my life. I want something that can make my life better. I want something that can help my marriage. I want something that can help my kids. Amen? So this series is designed to help us understand why God wants us to expand, why we need our faith to do it, and then what happens when we expand. So if you're taking notes, write down faith to expand. And I want you to find two verses of scripture. Find Hebrews chapter 11 verses 1. Hebrews 11 1. And then I want you to find Isaiah chapter 54 verse 2. That was Hebrews 11 1 and then Isaiah 54 2. I am going to run out of ta- time, uh, but I'm going to do my best to not shortcut some of what I have for you today. Uh, as you're finding those scriptures, I have a testimony uh, that I want to share with you uh, that this prophetic word has already impacted. 
Amen. I received a phone call on yesterday from a person that I had lunch with on December the 10th of last year. I began to share the prophetic word that God had given us on expansion. And, and while he was listening, he said, I received that word for myself. And when he said that, I said to him, you're going to see promotion in your life. See, every time you believe, it activates the hand of God. And I told him, I said, you're going to have, uh, you're going to get a promotion. And so he called me yesterday to tell me that, uh, or on t- December 26th, everybody say December 26th. So how many is that? Six days later, his 16 days later, his boss called him in the office and told him that he was being promoted to general manager. And as we continue to share, he said something that was very powerful that I want to share with you that he asked me to share with you. And here's what it is. He said, if this prophetic word for 2015, being a year of expansion, worked on the outside of Word of Truth Family Church, because he's not a member here. He said, how much more should this word of expansion work for those who are on the inside? Listen, don't, don't let the dogs eat the crumb from the table when you're supposed to be sitting at the table. I didn't call him a dog, so don't, don't take that wrong, all right? All right. So uh, if you have your Bibles, are you there uh, in Hebrews chapter 11? Are you there, Hebrews 11? Okay, talk back with me now. Y'all still stuck on the 1.4 million? Let me tell you something. This word expansion has already started working in my life. See, many of you know that our church participated in the Dallas Night of Hope with Pastor Joel and Pastor Victoria. There were over 20,000 people in that location on Friday night. And it was an awesome privilege for me to be one of the pastors, which was only six of us, I think, that he allowed to come on the stage and do a declaration over the people. Such a privilege to me. But something happened unexpectedly to me that I had not planned for. In other words, God was ready to expand me even though I didn't know he was about to do it. I was unexpectedly asked to do a live radio program that night on Pastor Joe's XM radio station. And here's the thing. Not all the pastors had the opportunity to do it. As a matter of fact, it was only three of us, I think. So out of everybody in the room, for some reason, they decided we need to expand Pastor Evan. Now, that wasn't the time for me to go, well, I've never been on radio, folks. Why you pick me? What am I going to say? No, 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 no. That's the time because there's an anointing on the inside of you that far surpasses your natural and your normal abilities. And that's not the time to rely on you. That's the time to rely on the Holy Spirit that is on the inside of you. Amen. And the Bible, uh, go to Hebrews 11. The Bible describes faith uh, 
as this. It says, and I'm reading this from, uh, I think, the message translation. But it says, what is faith? It is the confident assurance that something we want is going to happen. It is the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us even though we cannot see it up ahead. And because the Bible defines faith as faith without works, I've come up with my own definition so we can apply this to our own life. And this is what I said about faith. Faith is to believe something before you see it Watch this. And apply actions to prove you believe it. I'm going to say that again. Faith is the ability. Everybody say faith. faith. Faith is the ability to believe something before you can see it. And then apply actions to it to prove you believe what you don't see. And we do it every day. You show faith in your car. Every, every day you get in there. That's why it's a shock when it don't work. What? Because you believe that it was going to start. If you did not believe that car was going to start, you would have called AAA before you left the house. So we apply faith in our everyday lives. And in Joshua chapter 3 verse 7, just write that down. Joshua 3 7, it says, And the Lord said to the... Well, first of all, let me... Let me, let me Oh, Jesus, he is Lord. Let me define what expansion means. Because God is getting ready to expand you. Look at your neighbor and say, God's getting ready to expand me. When you look the word expansion up in the dictionary, watch this. It means to enlarge, to spread out. To increase, watch this, to magnify, to inflate, and to stretch. I'm going to say that again. Expansion means to enlarge. Say enlarge. It means to spread out. Say spread out. It means to increase. Say increase. It means to magnify. Say it like that. Magnify. It means to inflate. Say inflate. And it means to stretch. And in Joshua 3, 7, I can see the context of this working in his life because this is what it says. It says, and the Lord said to Joshua, this day, say this day. This day will I begin to magnify you in the sight of Israel. That word magnify means, I looked it up, it means to make large and to honor. He says, Joshua, today... I'm going to begin to magnify you, make you large, and honor you in the sight of all Israel so that they may know that as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. And God wants to expand you and I. He wants to increase us. He wants to stretch us. But we have to be willing to be stretched. So here's my first point, which is probably going to be my only point. And here it is, point number one. Expansion starts where you are. Expansion starts where you are. Go to Isaiah 54. I gave you that verse. Isaiah 54, verse 2. Expansion starts where you are. 
In Isaiah 54, 2, it says, Enlarge, there's that word, the place of your tent. Let them stretch forth the curtains of your habitation. Spare not. Lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. For you are going to break forth on the right hand and on the left hand. And your seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not, for you shall not be ashamed. I'm going to read that in the message translation. It says, clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large, spread out. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. You'll forget all about the humiliations of your youth. God is getting ready to expand you. Amen. Now, I'm going to give you a take-home statement. Here's a take-home statement. You can write this down. Many of us want the blessing, but not the stretching. I'm going to say that again. Many of us want the blessing, but not the stretching. But see, stretching is a part of expansion. In other words, you can't get pregnant without being stretched. Amen. You can't get a raise or a promotion without putting forth more work. And I'm going to say it like the Bible says it. You can't put new wine in old wineskins. Go to Matthew quickly 12. We'll close here. Matthew chapter 12. Man, I had so much good stuff. Are you getting blessed anyway? Go to Matthew 12. Go to Matthew 12. See, this is changing my life, and I'm, I'm about to give you a personal testimony. Uh, and it's really a confession of sin. You know, I like to confess my sins. I confess them before God, but some of my sins I need to confess before you so you can see not to make the same mistake I made. So this is one of those times. Look at your neighbor and say, ooh. (laughs) Matthew 12. Expansion doesn't start with what you don't have It starts with what you already have. When they asked me to do that radio program, there was not time for me to go down to Walmart or to go down to the speaker's burial and try to figure out and make my speech up. I didn't have time to write down a speech or to write down what I needed to say. What I needed to say was already on the inside of me. And when God is ready to expand you, he's going to start with where you are, not with where you want to be. Matthew 12, this happened to this man. It says in verse 9, And when he was departed, he went into the synagogue, verse 10. And behold, there was a man which had a hand that was withered. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day that they might accuse Jesus? And he said unto them, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep? And if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? How much more is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore, it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath day. Verse 13, watch this now, because, see, this man is about to be stretched. And Jesus, who's about to stretch him, 
is going to ask him to do something that he didn't think he could do. Watch this now. Jesus said in verse 13 to the man, stretch forth your hand. And watch this. He could have said, I haven't been been able to do this all my life, Jesus. Because see, when opportunities of expansion come, you have to be aware of not giving excuses. Most major men in the Bible had excuses when God was trying to expand them. He got to Moses and Moses said, I stutter. stutter." Jacob didn't even have a reason. Jacob was just a liar. I mean, Sarah in the Bible was impatient. Hey, go sleep with my handmaiden and have a baby. I'm sure Abraham didn't have a problem with that. In other words, when God is ready to expand you, he's going to start with where you are. And he asked this man, Jesus asked this man, stretch forth your hand. And the Bible says he stretched it forth and it was restored. Say restored. Because see, stretching, expansion can cause you to get back what you lost. See, some of you all have lost some things. You might have lost a house. You may have lost a a spouse. You may have lost a a car or whatever. I'm telling you, if you will let God expand you, he will not only give that back, but he'll give it back and some more because it happened to Job. When Job lost all he had, the Bible says God gave him back double. Watch this here. Notice he was restored whole. Here's the part that I like. Like as the other hand. His hand that was withered, Jesus challenged him to stretch it. And he could have gave Jesus an excuse. But he said, okay, well, I'm going to stretch forth my hand. And it not only got healed, it got restored like the other one. So I want you to notice something here. and We're going to close right here. Notice it took someone to challenge this man to expand or to stretch him. God's going to use me to stretch you this year. He's going to use your supervisor to stretch you this year. He's going to use some of your customers in your business to stretch you. Some of y'all, he's going to use your husband or your wife to stretch you. He might even use your kids to stretch you. But you look at your neighbor and say, you're getting stretched. Notice somebody else challenged this man to expand or stretch himself. Here's number two. Notice that restoration only came when stretching took place. Oh, we want restoration of our finances. But we don't want to stretch forth and give God what's his. Here's another one. Many people get comfortable with their condition, and so they become unwilling to be stretched. This man's hand had been like that probably all his life. And he could have said, I've been like this all my life. I uh, I can't do it. I can't do it. No, no. It took faith for that man to stretch his hands. And see, when you become too comfortable... God can't expand you. So here's where I'm getting ready to confess my sins. And, and uh, you can play behind me if you want to because I think that'll sound better. <laughs> Sin and music together. <laughs> For the last two years, 
Pastor Eben has been coasting. Let me tell you what I mean by that. See how full this is? On, on, on Easter Sunday of last year, I knew we would have too many people. And I knew there were going to be some people to stand up. But, but I refused to have a third service. I said, I'm not doing three services. I don't want to preach three times. I'm waiting on my building. I'm waiting on the building. Oh, I'm waiting on my hut. I'm waiting on my bow ass to get myself together. No, 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 no. I was waiting on the building. See, in my mind, I'm going, I, I was coasting, not, not because I didn't want, when I say coasting, I mean not being lazy, doing, I'm, I wasn't pressing. I wasn't pressing. Because in my mind, I'm going, we need a building. That's my focus. But this is what the Lord said to me. This was interesting. When I tallied the number of people who made a commitment to Jesus Christ in 2014, I still haven't got the final total, but the, total, the last total I had was around 1,200 people. You know, Pastor Evan, looking at I'm going, hey, that's good. That's great. No church hardly does that. Everybody say, comfortable. Because what, and here's the point. This was my second point that I'm not going to make. But in order to get expanded, you got to have God's vision for your life and not your vision. Because what if the number in God's mind was 3,000? Then I missed the mark. I'm up here rejoicing on 1,200 people and God is looking and saying, you should have had 3,000. But I was waiting on the building. And there are many of you in this room right now. You're waiting on something. I don't know what it is. You may be waiting to get that raise before you tithe. You may be waiting to, to, to lose some weight. I'm talking to somebody. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you right now. You may be waiting to lose weight, you know. It's not an urgent thing. But, but what if your potential mate is connected to your weight loss? What is your New Year's resolution? What are you waiting on? Are you, are you waiting on recognition on your job before you work hard? I'm not going to work hard. They ain't paying me enough to do that around here. Well, maybe, just maybe, if you worked as unto the Lord and expanded your role in what you were already doing, maybe they would, watch this, promote you because they already see you doing the work. Anybody can do the norm. What are you waiting on? I'm not sure what it is, but you know what? I believe I'm talking to some people in this room that God's ready to exp expand. Some of you are. God's ready. You, you, you believe in God for kids. I'm talking to some people. Look at your neighbor and say you're talking to somebody. See, when I do that, that's prophetic. That's the prophetic, okay? Some of y'all who are waiting for kids, it's good you ain't had them because your emotional state is terrible. Your kids would wonder who they, who they mama or daddy is. Jackal or Hyde. It's like, whoa. Is mama on Prozac? What's wrong? What is holding you back? With every head bowed and every eye closed. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? What is he saying to you today? What is keeping you back 
from God expanding you? Well, one of the biggest ones is fear. And that's the one that I'm going to attack and tackle right now. Because fear will keep you back. Fear will make you have excuses. Fear will keep you from volunteering. Fear will keep you from, from pushing forward. Fear will cause you to just, just stand still because you don't know what's going to happen. Fear will say, well, what are they going to say about you if you don't do this or if you do this? That's just fear. And if you struggle with a strong dose of fear in your life, I want to pray for you right now. Every head still bowed, every eye closed. If you wrestle with fear, raise your hand so I can pray for you. Right there at your seat, raise your hand. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I see your hands. I see your hands. I see all the hands. All the hands. Keep your hands up real high because I believe today the anointing that destroys the yoke is about to destroy the spirit of fear. The Bible says God did not give you the spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sound mind. And the only reason the devil is trying to attack you with fear is because he knows if you will do what God has put in your heart, it will change your life and others. Father, in Jesus' name, I declare over your people that fear will no longer hold them bound. It will not hold them captive. And the spirit of fear that has tried to attack them and tried to hold them down and tried to keep them back, I destroyed, I cancel it in Jesus' name. The fear of trying again, the fear of getting married again, the fear of opening another business, the fear, whatever it is, I cancel that fear right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, go in on the inside and remove that fear. And I declare to you fear to leave and never come back in Jesus' name. If you believe that, just give the Lord a hand clap right there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Last but not least, with every head still bowed, last but not least.